Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. It's interesting, you know, the Lord tells us to be encouraged. And uh, if you go back through the Bible, you know, just basically when the phrase, you see the phrase fear not, that's an encouragement. He's encouraging you. And I read this from some, another person, you know, one time I didn't go look it up myself, but they said that, that fear, the term fear not is recorded in the Bible 365 times, one for every day of the year. You cannot run out when God says fear not. But courage, what, how do you define courage? I had written a couple of things down when I taught this before, and I went back and I kind of re-edited it, and it has two different meanings, and one of it is the quality of mind or spirit that enables one to face difficulty, danger, or pain. And the second definition was to act according to one's beliefs in spite of others' reactions, whether it be ridicule, criticism, or intimidation. You know what? We're living in a time where we need to have courage. You know, Mark was talking tonight about the underground church in China. I think the problem with American Christians is we have gotten so satisfied because it's so easy that we don't know what it takes, what it means for other countries and other people, the courage it takes for them just to go to church. You know, I saw a, a clip not too many months ago of a, a, a box of Bibles being delivered to an underground church in China. And as they were distributed, I mean, it almost makes me cry. As they were distributed to these people, they just began to hold those Bibles and just began to weep for joy because someone had provided a Bible for them in their language. How complacent we've gotten where we can't weep over the value of something that's so readily available to us you know there's a verse over in in the old testament about uh, it says the word of the lord was precious in those days you know i think that word precious really means that it was not very available basically you know we're we, we have this so readily available you know in print on the internet, there's messages all over TV. I mean, there's what, I don't know, a dozen Christian channels. And, and yet we've come to, I believe, lack the sense of value that this is. But when you go look at a clip of, a, of an underground church who, who weeps, I mean, I mean shedding, not just a little bit of weeping, but I mean, if you saw them crying, you would think, oh my heavens, there's been tragedy. No, they're crying because, because they're so, what is precious to them has now been put in their hands. You know, where before they would only have little snippets here and there. I read a story recently of a, of a young woman who was, I don't know, in one of the, in the countries and over in Asia. 
and you know they had underground church situations and and they would go from place to place and and this group would have just a few pages of John and this group would have just a few pages of Matthew and this group would have a few pages of Romans and when she she got somewhere the Lord had called her into the ministry and she was willing to go and she was willing to do at whatever cost it was and and she found someone who who had an actual Bible an entire Bible and, and she wanted one so bad. And this lady said, no, you cannot have it. And she was, what do you mean I can't have it? She says, no, you can't have it. And, and so she began to pour her heart out to this woman about why, you know, she wanted that Bible and why she needed that Bible. And the lady finally handed it to her. She said, I just wanted to make sure that you were going to value it like you should. And here we sit. Bibles galore everywhere. Just gathering dust sometimes because we have lost sight of what it has, what its true value is. It's got every answer we'll ever need. Right here. Right here. I mean, it reveals God in every way possible. It lets us know who we are, what we have, what we can do. It tells us who God is. It tells us how, what our Father, His attitude is toward us. It tells us what He's done for us. I mean, I mean, you can't put a price on this. It's not fifty nine ninety five. That's the cost of printing it. But there's so much more value to it than that. And you know, it looks, you know on the face of things, as though the tide is turning in this country now. And that for us as believers to really be the light that we're supposed to be, it's going to take some courage. And we need to stop being such weenies. Seriously. Because that's what we've become. You know, in the face of political correctness in the face of somebody making fun of you, in the face of people thinking, oh, well, you're just a little goody two-shoes, you know, who do you think you are? Da, da. We, we have, we've become more and more silent. It's time for the church to rise up and be encouraged and to take courage. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's something courage happens sometimes because of a real considered situation. Sometimes we look at something and we go, yeah, but if I do that, all these things are going to da-da-da-da. You know, and sometimes it's spontaneous. Uh, you know, sometimes you look at people and you look, you look at how they, they're so confident, you know, when they go to minister to somebody else and, and you just think, man, it's just so easy for them. You don't know what's going on on the inside. You don't know that maybe they're shaking in their boots, you know. But I learned this back years ago when I was in x-ray school. You know, the, one of the first things they taught us in that first week of x-ray school is never act like you don't know what you're doing. Never. I don't care if you don't have a clue what's going on. Do not let the patient even suspect that you don't know what you're doing. Is that true in the medical field, people? Uh-huh. Listen, you never let the devil see you sweat. You hear me? You never let him get a glimpse of the fact that, that on the inside, things are like, I'm going to think I'm about to throw up. 
But you know, it's going to take some courage for us to stand up to the enemy in these days. It's going, to be a, it's going to take some courage for us to let our light shine the way it's supposed to shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It's, this is not a little light, people. If you really look at the light that's on the inside of you, it is a portion of the glory of God being manifested through you. And that is no small thing. No small thing. As the world gets darker, we're supposed to shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter still. You are supposed to be an outstanding person. Exactly. You know, but if you go back, you know, and and you look at it, Really, to take the courage, the courageous stand that you need to take in this day and age really means you stop thinking about you. It becomes a very selfless situation. And it becomes a a time where we begin to consider the value of other people instead of the value of ourselves. Because really, what is God wanting to do? He's wanting to use you. You know, and I go back to what, what Pastor Greg was talking about on Sunday night. You know, he was, he was saying that, that Adam and Eve were told to have dominion, to multiply and then have dominion. He said that means there was places for them to take. There was ground for them to take. Well, in order for us to be the, the light that we're supposed to be, we're going to have to take some ground. Well, that's not physical ground. That's ground in the spirit. And that means to take some more ground is to pull somebody else out of the kingdom of darkness. To pull somebody else out of a place of darkness. They could be a born-again believer and be in the dark where healing is concerned. They could be a born-again believer and be in the dark where peace of mind is concerned. They could be in the dark about any number of things. We need to pull people out of the darkness and into the light. You have so much on the inside of you. Share it. Share it. Don't just use it up on, on you. You know, I, I was, I, Kendra and I were talking the other day, I, I think it was, about, and I said, you know, in my thinking, the faith message has been so prominent for over 40 years for a reason. Now, there will always be new believers who need to hear about faith, who need to be educated and taught about faith, who need to grow in faith. We're all continuing to grow. They don't know anything that come in. It's going to be on the, on the ground level. Just going to give them the basics and start there and, you know, work them into it. That's great. There will always be people who, need, who are new to the faith message. But listen, the faith message has been firmly established and the reason, I believe, I think, is so that when we get, have found ourselves in this time, in this day, in this situation that we're in, in the days that we live, that we can use the faith that we've been taught so that we don't have to focus on ourselves so much and we're able to focus on those without. You know, as long as the devil keeps you looking inward... As long as he keeps you in a place where you're concerned about you, your needs, your family, your this, your that, and keeps you consumed with that, you don't have time to hear about ministering to somebody else. And so God put the faith message out there and 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 has hammered it in the last 40 years so that we get established in it so that we'd be ready 
to look out into the fields that are white to harvest. We're ready. Sickness, come on, body. In Jesus' name, by his stripes, I'm healed. Devil, you go take a hike. Lack? Oh, God. God, my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. And keep on going. Not have to spend three weeks on it. Is it possible to get to that kind of place? Yes. Are we there yet? No, but we're working on it. We're working on it. When you think of all the the struggles that people in other nations go through, just to be able to gather together, and you think of the courage that those people have. Can, Can you make, okay, now we're all together. Do we sing very quietly? Or do we lift our voice to God? See, a congregation then has to take courage. And it's, uh, it's happening in more places than you and I know about. And if the enemy had his way, you know, it would happen here. And he's trying. He's trying. But he will not succeed. He will not succeed. You know, there are times, you know, I, I, I saw, I had written down quite a few things here in Numbers. It says, Numbers 13, it says, be of good courage in Deuteronomy and Joshua and First Chronicles. You know, passages says, be strong and of good courage. In Psalms, you know, 27 and 31, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. The amplified version of that verse in Psalm 31 says, be strong and let your heart Take courage. In Joshua 1, it talks about be, your, be very strong and courageous. Actually, go over with me to Joshua, the very first chapter. When God's ready for you to start out on a new adventure, a new, a new, uh, a new path, a, a, a new assignment. That's a good word. That's the word. A new assignment. He will make sure you understand that you can just be strong and of good courage. In nine verses here of the first chapter of Joshua. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, my, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. He's given Joshua an assignment. He's making him a leader. From the wilderness to this, and, and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and under the great sea, toward the going down the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man able to withstand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail you nor forsake you. And he's given him the assignment. Now he says, okay. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give him. Only be you strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from the right, to turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper whithersoever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all according to all that is 
that's written therein. For then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. In nine verses, what does he say? About five times. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage. I mean, listen, when God gives you a gives you an assignment, he will also tell you to be strong and of good courage. You know, he was talking to a man of the Old Testament in Joshua. A man who had to rely on, on an occasional word from God. In the Old Testament, you know, the, the covenant that God had with his people was an accommodation. You know, that they could, they could exist and, and have a relationship. But it wasn't the relationship that you and I have. You know, God now lives on the inside of us. And so when he says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, he means you can do all things. Because the one that needs you, who is your encourager, who is your courage, lives now on the inside of you. That greater one is abiding on the inside of you. And yet, look at what men of old did. Noah built a boat on dry land. And how long did it take him? Over a hundred years. A hundred years of ridicule. A hundred years of criticism. And yet, he persevered through it all. Don't you know, probably about year 15, there was, might be a temptation to... Throw that hammer down. Maybe about year 42. Hey, come on now. I mean, you know, this project's more than I can do and listen to all these people. I mean, a boat, what do I need a boat for? I mean, uh, be strong and of good courage. I know God had to be continually encouraging his heart. Continually. Listen, if you and I need to be encouraged on a regular basis, I am sure somebody like Noah did too. And yet he kept on going. Abraham left his family and everything he knew. That takes some courage. You know, I, I, I wrote, I had written this down, and I think this bears repeating. Um, let me find it here. Faith is trusting God. Courage is the initiator that enables you to take the corresponding action. You know, you have to literally do something. You have to, I mean, do it. You, you, okay, I know what God has said. I know, I know the word says I can trust him. I Encourage means you take your body and you make it do. You know, the turtle's not going to get anywhere as long as he won't stick his neck out. We, we, had, we had a gopher in, on our driveway back at, at Thanksgiving. And he just, as soon as we came near him, he, I mean, he tucked in his feet, put his head in that shell, and there he sat. He went nowhere, accomplished nothing. And too many people are like turtles today. They're not going backwards, but they're not going anywhere. And see, the enemy is fine. You know, it's okay with him if you don't take some backward motion so long as you don't take any motion at all. You know, and I'm, I'm the kind of person that over the years, you know, I, 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 if I knew I couldn't do it and do it right and do it well, it was easier for me just to do nothing at all. And that's where the enemy wants you to be. Just be so afraid of failure that you don't take any step at all. 
that's okay with him. It's okay. See, you're not, you're not making any forward progress. So just as long as you're still, he's fine with that. But, you know, we don't need the, the devil to be fine with our state, with our status. You can't, you can't just sit there and do nothing. You can't be crippled because you lack courage to move. Listen, when God has said to do something, when he has quickened your heart in a particular area to take a step in that area, he's already supplied whatever you need. He's already supplied it. Everything is already there. Let's go back and take a look. Esther. Esther went to a king king in the face of certain death. Why? Because she put her nation, her people, ahead of any thought for herself. That took some courage. Gideon went out to meet a big army with only 300 men. Now, in the natural, that is certain suicide. That was a suicide mission he just went on, and he took 300 people with him. But God said, that's all you need. See, when God tells you something, he tells you to go do something, you think, but I don't have, I don't have this, I don't have, have that. He'll still tell you, you have all you need. You have all you need to be a success in this. You know, you think, well, sometimes, you know, God wants me to talk to somebody. Well, I only have this to share. That's all you need. That's all you need. Because that's probably all they need. You know, you'd be surprised sometimes at what a little word from you, because God has quickened your heart, what a huge impact it'll make on somebody else. It's like Pastor Greg was talking on Sunday night about the couple that he went back to at Target and he got in his car, dr- drove off and had to turn around and come back, sat down, talked to this couple and, and ministered to him. Listen, so what if they think you're an idiot? You'll never have to see them again. And they'll never see you. So you can go along and not be the least bit embarrassed because, you know, this was a one-time thing. But my heavens, what would they miss? If you don't plant that seed, water the seed somebody else has sown, reap the harvest of what somebody else has planted and watered. You know, we all have our part to play. And sometimes we let, we let things get the best of us and so we don't step out and take that, 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 just take courage. Be strong and of good courage. And just, just do it. Just do it. The three Hebrew children stood for God in the spite of what they knew their sentence would be. Listen, we have to get to a place where, and Pastor was talking about this Sunday morning, where we we have to stop compromising with the world. It's going to take courage not to compromise. It's going to take courage to do the right thing every time. It's going to take courage. Because, you know, the enemy will be back in the back of your mind telling you all these things are going to be repercussions. All these things are going to be consequences. That's, no. The favor of God resides on me. You know, you have to meet him with the word. You have to, you have to take those darts he throws at you and you have to shield yourself from them with the word of God. You can do that. Um, 
you, we, because of the courage that we need to be acting on, that courage is going to take us from potential of what could be to reality of what is. Isn't it sad that so many people live a life of regret of what could have been, what should have been? You know, you, you, can, you, can be, you can be born again and serving God for years and yet not doing the things that God has, has asked you to do and be very aware of those things and just say, no, Lord, I'm just sorry, but I was just too afraid. Listen. He understands those things. Jesus came and he understands all of those human frailties. And yet, you can't use that as an excuse for an entire lifetime. At some point, we just have to suck it up and take that next step. And you know what? As you do that, it becomes easier and easier. I mean, little things like stepping out in a service. You know, I, I remember what, what it took just to get my hands up. You know, I, it, took some, it took some real courage. I mean, I just I didn't do that. You know, but, but after a while, you know, it gets easier and easier. But you know what somebody said one time? Just shut your eyes. You won't know whether anybody's looking at you or not. It's okay. You know. See, God wants to use you. He wants to use you inside a service. He wants you to use you outside of a service. And I, I remember some of the first times God ever, ever used me you know, in, a, in a service for something. I thought I was having a heart attack. Anybody been there? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the flesh. You know, and that flesh man is going, no, no, fear, you know, all this stuff. Just do it. And if it's, if, it's, if it's not right, we all love you in spite of it. We all had to learn the same way. We've all made boo-boos. You know, I, I remember uh, many times, you know, when, uh, well, no, never mind. I won't even go into that, that little example. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> there, there may be some of you that God wants to change your employment, for instance. Change something in your, in your life that, you know, maybe you've become very comfortable, you know, where you are. And God's saying, you know what? I want you to start doing this or doing that. Just trust God. You know, the key here is to making sure you know how to hear from God. That you know how to be led by the Spirit of God. I said last week, I think it was, that everybody should read following God's plan for your life and how to be led by the Spirit of God at least once a year to keep yourself refreshed and built up in that. Because we do get to be creatures of habit, get in a rut, like to just, you know, where our comfort zone is. Don't mess with my comfort zone. I'm good where I am. But, you know, I, I, I know of a, of a particular man who got fired from a job. And uh, he was actually, you know, a, a high up in this particular company. He got fired, and he didn't know what to do. Now, he's a born-again believer. And so apparently God started dealing with him about going into an, another type of business that he had never considered before. And... He, he, he did what it took. 
He got what the, he got what he needed together. He opened. He got his his license in that particular area. He opened his own business, and today he is a tremendously successful in that field. And he himself would tell you that had he not gotten fired, he would never have stepped out into that. I'm not saying God's going to get you fired. You know, but regardless of what happens, whether he directs you into something new or whether something just suddenly turns your life upside down, God's got more plans. This is not the end of the world. And what the devil means for harm, God will turn to good. And your end result can be much greater than your former state. Amen. Um, Anytime. God asks you to do something. He's going to be faithful. His faithfulness has brought you where you are today. So just be strong and of good courage. His faithfulness will take you the rest of the way. There's nothing, nowhere you're going to go, nothing he's going to ask you to do, that his faithfulness will not be right there to steady you at all times and to keep you in that place that you need to be. The odds are always against God's people. So the enemy thinks. But you see, in reality, the odds are already stacked against the enemy. You just have to be mindful of the fact that you're the one on top, not him. Never let yourself be pushed into a corner and and told that you, you have no other choice. Yes, I do. The devil's got he's, got, he's got ways of making you think you don't have any other choice. God's always got a way. Always got a way. So just be strong. Be of good courage. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Just like we were singing tonight, God is greater. He is greater. He is greater. My Father is greater than all. You know, when I, I get a real revelation of that, my courage level goes up. When God starts talking to us about ministering to other people and in whatever ways, small or great, whether somebody we know or total stranger, whether somebody who's looking at us like we are crazy out of our mind or whether somebody who's just hurting, you know, just be, take, just take courage. Just go do whatever God's calling you to do. And I had, had Ms. Kendra type this up for me today. Pastor on Sunday morning a week ago had a tongues and interpretation, and part of this, it said, um, well, let me just read the whole thing. It says, to flow with the Spirit of God, the ability to move with the Spirit, in step with the Spirit, discerning the direction of the Spirit, and not just tagging along behind, but working together in harmony with the moving of the Spirit, is the essence of revival in these last days. To flow with Him, totally yielded, totally submitted, so that his breath becomes yours, so that the desires of the Spirit are immediately picked up and you express those desires and act on the promptings of the Spirit. That is what revival is. So yield yourself to the Spirit of God. Yield yourself to the promptings, those innermost stirrings on the inside pulling you in this direction or that direction, leading you here and there. Yield to those things and you will see the glory that will result. So tonight, I'm just telling you, be strong and of good courage. It's going to take more and more courage 
But the sooner we develop that courageousness on the inside of us, the easier it will be to follow what God lays out in front of us every single day. And every circumstance circumstance that crosses our path will be ready. There'll be a moment when you'll, when you'll hesitate maybe. And you go, oh, no, I can do this. I can do this. I can do it. I can do it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. The easier it is just to ignore those things that come into your mind that say, no, you can't or no, you shouldn't. Just ignore those things and be of such a courageous nature that you just, you're able to just pass them off immediately and do exactly what God has asked you to do and what he's leading you to do. That's the day we're living in. Remember, this is a valuable thing you have. Being here tonight together in this place is a precious thing that many people around this globe do not enjoy. But we should count it as precious as they count it. Just because we have it easy, it shouldn't be less precious to us. See, we've gotten to a place where that's, that's, that's become the norm for us. Because it is so easy, we don't, we don't take stock of the value that it really should have. So, I'm just asking you to look at it again in a different way. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.